and welcome back to the Shreya Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Hendrickson, and I'm here today with a very good friend of mine, Miss Tammy Wallensack. I'm very excited to introduce Tammy to you. As I said last time, I'm really using this platform to try to bring resources to everyone who may need them, things that I wish I had known when I was in certain parts of my journey and uh, didn't even know that these things were out there as, as resources and support as people are moving through some of these challenging life changes. So um, Miss Tammy is a certified divorce lending specialist and um, she really works closely with her clients who are unfortunately moving through the divorce process um, to help them figure out kind of how to make sense of it all. So I will let her kind of hop in and give us a little bit of background on herself, what she does and what makes her different than maybe another traditional mortgage lender. So Tammy, why don't you just give us a little background? And thanks, thanks for being so here by the way. No, thank you, Ashley. I was gonna say, I think it's just amazing what you're doing and thanks for having me on because I think it's very uh, much tied together with people's stress in their lives. And you know, some of the things, the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing is really to help try to eliminate some of that and so um, I've been in the mortgage uh, world for 28 years plus <laughs> for a long time and um, in different facets of the, of the business. And then when I started working with um, individuals and helping them with their loans, I realized that there was a really big disconnect between mortgage lending and the legal world. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of times people are going through a divorce and, and unfortunately they don't have a lot of guidance on what, you know, their financial situation needs to be or, you know, or especially around the house, the house yeah. sometimes is their biggest asset, right? And they um, are really emotionally tied to it. Um, and most of the time, a lot of times it's because they have children that have grown up in the house and or they've lived in the house for a very long time and or they, you know, remodeled it or they've had parties in it or whatever it is. And they feel that they really want to hold on to the home for whatever the reason is. And so they take a stand and they're like, I'm keeping the house. And I hear that all the time. I'm keeping the house. But, but they don't really understand what that looks like to keep the house. So uh, in my journey, I was, you know, running across a lot of, it happened to be women. You know, I think women a lot of times seek out more information than men do. And they try to connect with people to gather mm -hmm. the information. So a lot of women were coming to me and like, I'm keeping the house. And I was like, okay, great. And then I'd get their settlement agreements that is already signed by the judge and all the things inked and signed. And guess what? They can't because the, you know, they, for whatever reason, they don't qualify. It's not set up appropriately. The language in the settlement, um, I can't carry out because it conflicts with mortgage guidelines. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was just like, Oh my gosh, this, this is a real problem and I could really be a, a, a benefit or a help to these people that are trying their challenge through this and not understanding it. If I can get to people at the very beginning of the process and help guide them through that, 
then they're going to have a better, be able to make better informed decisions and have better success post-divorce. What that looks like for them. What are they signing up for? They really need to know that. So yeah, I agree. And I wish I would have known even the questions to ask when I was going through my divorce process. I do want to say just quickly, you mentioned stress. And I do think that this is an important thing to kind of tie together. So yeah. Usually you guys were focused on functional medicine and mental health, um, but a big part of that is stress and how much stress we have in our lives and how we're managing it. And divorce is a super stressful experience, yeah. even, <laughs> if, even if it's not like a violent yeah. fighting divorce situation. You could be yeah. good friends just parting ways, but there's still so much emotion and stress that's involved. So it becomes yeah. really important to have a nice support network around you, one who is unbiased, one who is not emotionally involved, and one who has a ton of experience in the space and can help guide you to see kind of what, what is the right thing to do, because that will, one, set you up, like you said, Tammy, for more successful post-divorce experience, but also yeah. really help to minimize the stress during that process. And yeah. so if you are, and I'm sorry if you are, or maybe congratulations, but if you are finding yourself in a situation where you are faced with potential divorce or you are divorcing, I cannot encourage you enough to reach out to Tammy. Um, she is a true professional. She knows her stuff, but most importantly, she really genuinely cares about the people she works with and she will go above and beyond to make sure that she's doing her best work for you. Um, some things that I think are important maybe to talk about, because I know in my experience, I did keep the house, but I had been a stay-at-home mom. I could not put the mortgage in my name. So the mortgage stayed in my ex's name, but I felt like a sense of relief because I didn't have to move my kids again. However, the mortgage was most of what I was earning every month, right? So it became eventually a point in time where I had no choice but to move on. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, everything happens for a reason. We all learn our lessons one way or another. But again, really wish I would have known that there was mm -hmm. people out there like you who could have helped kind of guide me through this process. I talk to women every day that are in similar situations. There's yeah. a lot of times, you know, if you're um, taking care of the children, you're taking care of the home and all that kind of stuff, and you don't have a standard income, you know, you're not working outside the marital home. I like to say working outside the home because you're still working <laughs> regardless. Awesome. Right. right. I, you know, it's not like you're not doing anything. Um, it's almost one of the hardest jobs. Um, but when you're doing that um, and you are um, going to be reliant on support from your spouse to, you know, uh, moving forward into the next chapter of your life, um, then I do projections and I say, OK, if you were to use keep this marital home and this is the amount that you're projected to get for spousal support and child support, um, then what does that look like for you? And are you taking on a giant mortgage payment? Because when you do keep the home in your, uh, if you do try to keep the home and you refinance the home into your own name, then 
what happens is you take on whatever the market is at that time. So you could have potentially used your support income to qualify to keep that home in your name. But maybe if somebody had gotten to you and said, Ashley, look, this is what it would look like if you do that, you know, and you take on this big McMansion mortgage, then, you know, this is what the payment's going to look like. This is what your support is. You might, and not to mention, that's not all of it. It's not just a mortgage payment when you have a home. You right. also have a it's lot of payments. Expense. It's constant, right? right? Yeah, all the things you don't really think about, right? Like yard maintenance. Um, yeah. I mean, you can do it yourself, but if you're a single mom and you're working, good luck right. time. How do you keep up? Or yeah. like in my case, like my house was around 10 plus years old at this point in time. And now things are starting to break. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, my refrigerator's broken. I have to go buy a new refrigerator. Like, right. oh, awful. Lots so anyways, you start thinking. So I help guide them and say, okay, look, these are what the options, this is what it looks like. And in your settlement, a lot of times what happens is your marital assets are all kind of put together and you start dividing them. And in that division, part of the equity in the house is part of the marital assets. So sometimes it's not even just the mortgage the way it currently is, the balance on the mortgage, but you're also having to buy out your spouse in order to keep that home. So, you know, then your mortgage payment can be look very, very differently than it does. Um, and that is really eye opening for a lot of women, especially because they their main concern when they are talking to me is I want to keep the house because I want to keep the kids in the house and I don't want to have them uprooted or have any kind of pressure more on them than necessary. They're already going through a lot. They're already going through a big transition. Yeah. But I, I always tell, I, you know, one of the things that I tell women is, but what is that going to look like for you to have all this stress, right? We're going back to the stress thing. Now yeah. I have this big payment and I'm, my income looks very differently than it did when I had, you know, other money coming in my bank account. And I'm having to look at every dollar now. And now my kids still want to be, you know, in activities and they still want to have go out to eat and they still want to do all these things that they do because they're kids and they have no concept of money. Right. And now I have this house. So what is that going to do to your stress? And, you know, mom and the kids feeling that stress of mom, mom's right. going to be stressed. So guess what's going to happen to the kids? They're going to feel the stress. Absolutely. Right. So and that's not good for anybody. Not good for anybody. So a lot of times when I spell it out and it's in black and white, and I do it, what's called a divorce mortgage plan. We sit down. I give them what the options look like. Okay. This is what it looks like to do this. This is what it looks like to do number two. And this is what it looks like maybe to sell the marital home and maybe buy a smaller home, maybe something that's more manageable for you, maybe something that really fits within your budget of what your your support's going to look like, you know? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, yeah, hmm. 
you know, then they can make a better informed decision. Then if they really are thinking about keeping the house, they're making it with all the things. (laughs) They're not just... We're back to education and empowerment, right? If you you don't know what you don't know. And in order to make really good, strong, solid decisions and take your power back, you have to be informed and educated about the process and all of the options. But something else that I think you and I have chatted about before, but I'd like you to talk a little bit about today is when we're looking at the division of assets in a divorce and, you know, the house maybe, let's say it's worth $500,000. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to decide how to evenly divide things. Mm-hmm. Is the house the house really worth five hundred thousand dollars just because that's the market value? Because I think people maybe don't always get that concept either. Yeah, that's a big one. I think because people are like, "Oh, I want like I was awarded this giant asset," because a lot right. of times it's one of the biggest assets that a couple has, right? Mm-hmm. So they're like, "Yay, I won this thing," um, but. No, because what happens is there's a loan typically on the house. (laughs) More than likely, more times than not, there's a mortgage on the house. So really, the asset is really the money between what the value of the home is and what the mortgage value is. So let's say in your case, like you said, the house is valued at $500,000. What if there's a $400,000 mortgage on it? then really your asset that you're fighting for is a hundred thousand and right. really half of that is already yours. So right. <laughs> a lot of times, so then it's 50,000, right? Yeah. yeah. And if you sell a house, there's costs to selling a house that people don't take into consideration. It's doesn't, mm-hmm. you don't just get the whole 500,000, you know, first you pay off the mortgage and then typically they're, there's costs, realtor fees are around 5%. Yep. And then taxes and all the other stuff that's thrown in there because everybody's got to get a piece of that is around, you know, maybe another three. I usually say 8%. So 8% of 500,000, it's going to cost 40 to sell the house. So you fought for that house and then you fought for it so that your kid could get through, you know, the le- next couple, two, two, three years, whatever. And now you own a home that's worth 500, you owe 400, you're going to sell the house. Now, you you know, you, you've already paid him out his 50 and you only have 40,000. And now you pay the house, you pay, pay all the fees. Guess what? You have nothing. Right. <laughs> After all that. No, That's it's really important. really important to get a good, clear picture of exactly what things are worth, what the cost is, what the options are. So then can you tell us a little bit about what makes you different from just a traditional? I mean, I think you've gone into quite a bit, but just to highlight yeah. the bullet point, if someone is like, OK, I'm in the situation, maybe I do need to sell my house. What's different between just going to like the bank or wherever we yeah. go for a loan or a mortgage and working with someone who is certified in this divorce process. That's a big one. I think, because I think everybody knows a mortgage person. I mean, we're like, I never, just like most people know a realtor. Right. Right. Um, And there's, there's also a certification for realtors, believe it or not. It's a really, there is. And it's, um, and I, as I've gone through this, I've realized how important that is as well. 
because, um, and I'll, I can swing back around and talk about that, but as far as the mortgage is concerned, I focus completely on that. I understand the process of divorce. I can speak the language to the attorneys. I can talk to your team, your financial advisor, your um, attorney, and then I can, at the end of the day, I happen to be able to do a mortgage. So I know where the, the gaps are. I know how things are attempting to be set up. And I know if that's going to work or not post-divorce. Because if it doesn't, and a lot of times your attorney is not the person to be relying on to make these decisions. They are not a mortgage person. And your um, financial advisor is not a mortgage person. And a lot of times a mortgage person, just a standard broker out there in the community, they're just looking for the final settlement agreement. Okay, what was decided? What was agreed on? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm helping before you sign that dotted line. Once you sign the dotted line, it's done. It's a done deal, right? Unless you want to go back to court and fight. So so once it's set, once everything's settled and I, it comes to me, I'm like, oh, no, guess what? You don't qualify to do what you agreed to do. So it's much better. So I can get like a draft of the settlement once, you know, everything's kind of written in and I can say, oh, that's that's not going to (laughs) work. You know, that's not going to fly. And a lot of times I help the divorce team, the whole team make a better decision. Um, And if I can come in at the very beginning. Yeah. And I think it's important what you said there, team. Yeah. Because I think at least in my experience, when I was going through this, all I knew was that I needed a lawyer. Yeah. I didn't know I needed a team. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know that my lawyer is not a financial advisor or couldn't give me good advice around Mm -hmm. long-term planning. I had no idea that there was even options around what to do with the house because I didn't feel, well, one, I wasn't educated about it. So I definitely wasn't feeling empowered. So I just kind of went along with what was happening and Mm -hmm. was ready for it to be done. You know, I didn't want to drag this process out, but I think educating again, I can't hammer it home enough. Um, people who are facing this life change is so important because there's so many little things that we don't think about because we are stressed Mm -hmm. Um, and we can't see clearly a lot of times, right? Even, even in healthy separations, right? Which women that all the time I tell them, I know you feel like you're running through mud right now and you can't think clearly. I'm here to help you think for you. I'm here to give you this information because it really is. And and I went through an amicable divorce and I remember really not thinking clearly, not making good decisions myself. And really, um, as you, you know, get post-divorce every month, every year, you get more clarity and you're like, oh, wow. (laughs) Like I really was foggy. I really wasn't really clear on what things were, how things were going on, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think too, it's almost like your logical part of your brain can't work when the emotional part is overriding. So you come in and you are the logic during this very emotionally trying and stressful time for people, which is so important, right? You can help them stay grounded, make good financial decisions. Yeah. Um, walk them through the hard stuff because you've been through it, you know it, 
you know? Yeah. No judgment on anything, you know, on any situation. And, um, I, you know, I've had women cry to me many, many times, you know, because they're so emotional about it. And I've had to tell women, you just don't qualify to keep this house based on, you know, these numbers, it's just not a smart financial decision for you. Maybe renting is the option. Yeah. Maybe, you know, it isn't buying another house at this particular time. And even though it's a hard thing to swallow, sometimes it's the best decision because you don't want to get yourself in a financial, you know, burden where you're just completely bogged down and stressed with big giant bills. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. And, you know, we both went through the process, I think, um, downsizing and, I think probably renting would have been a great option for me, but I wasn't there. I didn't know even how yeah. to do that. That felt like I wasn't giving my kids the stability they needed or something. Like mm-hmm. I had this weird story going on, which we all do to ourselves yeah, every day, all day long about all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, this one gets particularly tricky for people, I think, because we're navigating so many different issues while we're moving through these types of separations. Um, well, you're, you know, you're losing a life of how, what you, how you knew, you know, what you knew before. Yeah. So you're, you know, com- completely changing everything you knew about yourself, even, you know, right. and then trying to help your kids navigate it. And like, it's just a lot. It's really a lot. And um, not not making decisions, good decisions is nobody's fault. But it really is helpful, like you said, to surround yourself with professionals and not like going and asking your cousin or going and asking your best friend, even, you know, your best friend is sometimes not even, the right. you know, like they mean well, and they're going to say, oh, you have to go out and get a you know, go get a good attorney, you know, and that's like everybody's advice. Oh my gosh, you have to get the best attorney. That might not even be the best advice, you know, like right. it mm-hmm. might be, take a step back and you can gather a lot of this information and it can save you tons of money to be gathering all this information before going into your negotiations you almost have to be the CEO of your own divorce. You have to kind of navigate it. Well, how do you do that when you're under so much stress and so much pressure? Right. You know, you, you you surround yourself with professionals that can help guide you and you listen to them and you yep. make better informed decisions that way. Absolutely. Because although your friends and family may have your best interests at heart, they're not necessarily emotionally uninvolved in the situation, especially right. if it's been like a turbulent relationship, right? Where they yeah. have very similar feelings to maybe the person who is going through the divorce. Yeah. So what are three tips or kind of really important things that you think anyone moving through this process or considering it should be con- thinking about? Okay. So I think the first thing that what we've been saying is if there's a marital home or a home involved in the process at all, give me a call. I mean, give a certified divorce lending professional. There's, um, I can lend in 46 of 50 states, so I can help people across the country if you're listening to this outside of Illinois. Um, But I also think that surrounding yourself with professionals, if you don't know professionals, as we were alluding to earlier, there's a certified divorce real estate expert 
There's a certified divorce uh, financial analyst. I mean, there are professionals that they focus on people going through a divorce. That's what they do is help them through this process. Yes. And sometimes some of the decisions, even on how the division of assets is working, I consult with some of these other type of professionals, like, because it makes, you know, I stay in my lane, they stay in their lane. So it's really good to, you know, build a team around you would be number one. Number two, don't assume that if you're home, uh, that you have to keep the kids, I guess, in the home and it's going to, you know, that's going to be the best thing for you and the children. It's not always the best thing. Um, the kids, a lot of times people say, well, the kids are resilient and all that stuff, but yeah, they are resilient, but they also are going to feed off of your energy, right? And your stress and you're going to, and the best thing that you can do is making sure you put the oxygen mask on yourself first yes right i think that is like key you can't help somebody else if you're feeling sick or um stressed or you know so do everything you can to help yourself first and then you can help others um and then the third thing i think is just breathe (laughs) you know and know that you will get to the other side um it doesn't feel like it. There is another side and you will get through it. You will get through the process and do the, do the best job you can with, you know, if, if there is an opportunity to have your spouse be in your life and you can deal with them in whatever capacity, try because they're going to be in your life for a very long time. If you have children together, Absolutely. I could not agree more. I think being able to have a really healthy, strong co-parenting relationship is so crucial, not just to the couple's stress level, but to the quality of life for all involved. All everybody involved. Kids, husband, wife, everyone benefits when there is this healthy, mutually respectable relationship where you're coming together for the kids. And so being able to work with someone like yourself who can keep people grounded and help take some of the emotion out. And we will talk with one of, I think your partners, Teresa, who does collaborative. Um, For those of you who don't know, that's a thing. Um, You can be friends and still get divorced. That's pretty cool. So Tammy is around a lot of these types of professionals who are focused on really, I think, keeping the relationship although it has shifted from maybe an intimate, romantic, marriage-type partnership, there's still a relationship and a partnership there that needs to be honored and valued and and can be done through the right processes with the right people. Um, So it doesn't always have to be nasty and, you know, fighting to the death sort of situation. And Tammy's got a lot of really great resources if that's the route you'd prefer taking, which I would encourage everyone to do. I think Uh, people start out wanting to do that. And it's really important that you surround yourself with the right professionals, because if you get a hold of the wrong professionals, attorneys um, can really make that process not as, uh, you know, amicable as you'd like them to be. And it's not any fault of yours or your spouse's. A lot of times it's the process. 
Yep. And you're still along for the ride if you don't right. ride. Right. And if yeah. you're in the wrong process, it's not going to be good. And I fortunately went through an amicable divorce and have a very good co-parenting relationship with my um, my children's father. Um, and, you know, I, I, I feel for women all the time because, you know, it, it's still a hard thing to do. But I, I tell people, I just think of him kind of as my annoying cousin now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we talk all the time and uh, yeah. we have to make a lot of decisions. There's, when you have kids together, there's a lot of decisions still to be made that you have to kind of agree on or at least talk through. Sure. You know, and um, that's ongoing. And then your kids, you know, they go, they graduate from school, high school, and then they go to college, and then they have get married, and then they have babies, and then they, you know, it's just not, it's ongoing. It's a lifetime of stuff. Yeah. So tell me this: Do you have a good success story that you'd like to share? Yeah, many of them. I feel sure. like anybody that's, um, you know, I get testimonials all the time from women that feel that I saved them because they didn't understand the process. And, you know, um, when I sit down with them and I put these options in front of them and they pivot and they make a different decision than they started out thinking, and it mostly comes around like I'm keeping the marital home and then they think they are like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and sell it and I'm going to start fresh and I'm going to buy something and I'm going to build my surroundings around me and have a fresh start. They are just so grateful. And so and I get messages all the time from people that are like, oh, I love my new house and thank you so much for helping me. And, you know, I, you know, they'll send me pictures and like decorated the way that they want and you know like all the things and they and it makes it it's just it's really really um it warms my heart really to to be able to help people through that because um they're they're like my tribe you know they're like i've been through it i can feel it and i and i know what that feels like to have your own space all of a sudden and be like, oh, I don't have to look at that wall that I asked him to, you know, fix the light fixture and he didn't for like five years and it was still like whatever it is, you know. Well, so. There's a lot to take in when you think about that, right? Because you may have great memories maybe or you think your kids do, but there's also a lot of like maybe not so great energy yeah. left over in that space. And so reframing it, right? Re-educating, giving people a different perspective. And yeah. again, the education and, and then empowering them to go create their own space and yeah. start the story fresh yeah. um, and have something that is theirs that they can feel pride and ownership yeah. about. Yeah. Um, that's really powerful. And I don't know that that gets talked about enough. No. And I, I, I feel it because I did. I mean, I downsized significantly yeah, my too. marital home and I was like oh you know my kids are gonna be they're not gonna like they're not gonna have the giant basement anymore and they're not gonna da, 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 da. but then I was like you know what I can paint the walls any color I want I can make the kitchen and do any look like anything I want I can 
you know, have a flowery comforter if I want. It's <laughs> <laughs> the little things. It's the little right? things, you know, that I, and um, so like when I embraced all that and was like, and my kids, they, they have small rooms now, but they're fine. They're even, right. they shared a room for a little while and they were fine when they were little. They, I had them share a room, you know, and they had bunk beds and they were completely fine with that. Um, so it's totally a reframing of what you, and then just, I know now that I can afford the mortgage payment. If things, if I need to go out and buy a new refrigerator, I'm not going to completely freak out, you know, right. <laughs> like. This um, mind is huge, huge, mm -hmm. uh, especially in the healing process, right? And a lot of us yeah. are coming out of these relationships, maybe not in the best health condition. So getting that peace of mind and taking some of that financial burden and stress off of your plate, um, makes a big difference, believe it or not. I was in it. And I know you and I have been through years of, um, you know, our own journeys with our health and stuff like that. And I totally think that a lot of my health problems and stresses and stuff like that were based on, you know, going through that and like unraveling what that was and feeling like shame because of the, you know, being through a divorce and stuff like that. I mean, it's in your community, sometimes you're not like, you know, part of the groups that you used to be part of the neighborhood stuff that you used to do with couples and, or even part of the same French groups, you know, right. you have to build a whole new world around you. And sometimes that it feels very, very daunting. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a hard, hard decision to make on lots of levels. I was the first one in my family, I think maybe ever to get divorced. And that was a pretty heavy burden that I carried in for nothing really, because when it came down to it, no one thought less of me and they were all there to support me. So, you know, there we go back to the storytelling again and how we're starting to create our own stress and our suffering by this story that we create and we choose to believe. Yeah. Um, so again, getting around a, a good team of professionals that can kind of help you see clearly, keep you grounded, um, both financially with the mortgage, health wise, all the things, right? Mental yeah. support is crucial. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for being here. I think that you've an invaluable service to people going through this process. Yeah. How can they find you? So my name is more difficult, Tammy Wallensack, but I ha have a website, takeorleavethehouse.com. I think that's easier to remember. And that has all my contact information. Feel free to grab time on my calendar. You can Zoom with me. You can call me. You can email me. Um, so, yeah, and that has all my social media platforms on it as well. Awesome. So guys, take or leave the house. If you can't remember that, although it's pretty simple and quite catchy, in my opinion, <laughs> you can always info us at Shreya Wellness, info at ShreyaWellness.com. And we will get you connected with Tammy if you have some questions. Do you do consultations too? If yes, we, everything. If we... And, and it's, oh, it's, that's really important, Ashley, is it does not cost you anything to work with me. Uh, my consultations are free and my, um, you know, my services are free. I cannot, because of the Equal Credit Opportunity Act, I do not charge for my services. So it doesn't rack up your bills any higher than it would be. So 
please take you use my um, knowledge and my services. And if there happens to be a transaction at the end of the day, I would just hope that you would like consider me for it. Yeah, that's awesome. Very, very important because that I think is what also keeps a lot of women from getting the support they need is they can't afford to, or they don't know how yeah. to afford it. So if you didn't hear her, her <laughs> services are free. So <laughs> take or leave the home. Take or leave the house.com. Take or leave the house.com. Yeah. And reach out to Tammy if you need some support. We're here for you too. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Always a pleasure. Tammy, thank you so much for being here. Thank and we'll you. See you next time. Thank you.